say Before you cross me, look both ways Leaving the scene with no trace Not in my lead, you out of place I'm not at the top, I'm out of space Can't eat with us, we're out of place I'm doing fine, I'm feeling great You're not my fan, you can't relate Straight talk going state to state Hey guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy, George McKay, back here on Straight Talk Wrestling. It's May, well, maybe August, maybe April, I'm not sure. My months are all clouded and skied together, but I have something amazing. I have, you've seen them on their drag heels. They are, without a doubt, one of the coolest things in pro wrestling here in Canada. Actually, scratch that, in the world. Please help me welcome Canada's first and only drag queen wrestler, Alice Starr, to Straight Talk Wrestling. How are you? What's up, George? I'm great. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Oh, no problem. It's an honor. You reached out to us, and you were on the short list of who we wanted to get to. When you reached out, I was like, this is awesome. When people reach out to me, it's so easier, because then I can say, cool, check mark, book in. Life is great. And we can do everything with our phones now, so it's super easy to get schedules and everything in place. Of course, we both screwed up the first interview, because we booked it like three weeks in advance, and then we both messed that up. But we're here now. <laughs> That's all that matters. Hey, so yeah, I'm, I'm just happy to be talking to you. Absolutely. So first things first, Minnie Host did ask in her five questions about your recovery with the knee injury. And you did mention that it's uh, slow going and that you wanted to capitalize on drag heels if you could have with a knee injury. What's the timeline on your in-ring return? What are we looking at to get Alistar back in the squared circle? Well, George, it was a ACL tear and uh, some meniscus injuries as well. So um, anybody that's gone through that knows that it's painful and it's a, it's a, a, a very rough recovery, um, but I'm doing everything I can um, and I'm still trying to be active. And uh, you know what? I'm not going to let it stop me. Um, I don't know what the exact timeline looks like, um, but perfect world. If by the end of the year, I'm in the ring. I'm a happy camper, man. I think we could hit that. I believe in you. I think you can hit that. Athletes are always built different and they always know how to recover quicker. I mean, there's been so many people that have recovered ahead of their timeline. I would put you on the short list to definitely be back in the ring as a special Christmas gift to the wrestling community. 100%. <laughs> now, I got to ask, you started off as refereeing. You had opportunities to ref, uh, especially you also you had a big opportunity on impact and stuff like that. And you're also trained by two great minds in pro wrestling. Anthony Corelli, and I'm not very good with Japanese names, but I'm going to try my best. Yuki Ishikawa. Did I get it right? That's pretty good. Yes. Okay. That's pretty good. I'll take it. That's pretty, pretty good means I didn't screw it up horribly wrong. So when you were training at Battle Arts and you were kind of, I know Anthony Corelli's big on character development and kind of figuring out who you're going to be in the ring. Did Alistar kind of come out as a broad spectrum of the three of you creatively coming together? Or was Alice always in your mind like, no, this is this is what I have to, this is who I am. This is what I want to show. Yeah, you know what? Um, I have to give a lot of credit to to both of them. Um, Yuki is is a powerhouse. He is such an old school wrestler. Um, and anybody that's met him knows that he deserves every ounce of respect that he gets. Um, and uh, there's so many different lessons that I, I took from him, but more so in ring. When it comes to Anthony Corelli, um, of, you know, known for being Santino Morella, and of course, a massive character um, to me, Hall of Fame worthy, but maybe I'm biased. Um, you know what? He definitely helped me develop this character, um, but uh, it, it was my creation for sure. Um, this is something that I wanted to do very early on into training wrestling because I thought, you know, I want to be able to tell stories that people have never heard before. And being Canada's first and only pro wrestler, 
means that I get the opportunity to do that. Um, and so along the way, I've definitely had help, but at, um, you know, when everything is said and done, um, whatever I, I do in the public, um, with Alice Starr, um, is, is from my heart. And, um, and that's what I'm setting out to do. Um, I want to make sure that everything that I do is honest and transparent because a lot of people are looking to me, um, being such a, an anomaly in, in the wrestling world. Um, and if whatever I'm putting forth isn't, isn't, um, isn't honest, uh, it's going to be pretty transparent. Um, and, uh, we, we live in a pretty sensitive world today. Um, sometimes rightfully so, and sometimes not, but, um, yeah, at the end of the day, I just need to make sure whatever I'm doing, uh, I'm doing it from the heart. Absolutely. Now, funny story about you is that I saw you at one of the battle arts rising star shows and I got to see you in, uh, I think it was a battle Royal and, uh, everyone was coming in chaos in the ring. Like most battle Royals are, and there's Alice star larger to life. And what I loved about this is that you came through the ropes and everyone in the ring kind of separated, not to, uh, stop wrestling, but gave you the space to kind of really shine and kind of be the center of attention for that moment until I believe it was Karu uh, hit you over the back <laughs> of the head with a huge hammer fist as Karu. Sounds like Karu. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's he's a big boy and, and he, sw he swings for the trees with that one. He does. But what was it like kind of sliding in the battle royal and have everyone in the locker room give you the respect so rightfully deserved of your character and kind of let you have that 10, 15 seconds to kind of have all eyes on you, which is pretty cool. Because like I said, in the battle royal, action moves super fast. So it's very hard to get the crowd's attention for that long. Yeah. Um, you know what? It's it's an amazing opportunity when you um, you have the ability to make time stand still, uh, especially in the wrestling ring. Um, moments uh, are, are made from all different types of opportunities. So something like that, um, the fact that it's stuck in your mind is absolutely incredible. You know, maybe there, you know, someone was in the audience, and they don't remember that, uh, but you did and that's amazing. Um, and so uh, that's all I'm trying to do is create moments and, uh, and, and entertain people, man, that's it. And um, so the fact that people respect wh what I do um, is absolutely incredible. Uh, but I also know that not everybody does. So that's totally cool. But I'm going to do my thing. Absolutely. And that's, a, that's the thing about wrestling is that as much as wrestling is uh, an old school boys club in a lot of ways, an old school club, uh, it's also uh, broken a lot of barriers. I mean, if you think about it, the amount of uh, orientations or the amount of individuals that have crossed over successfully into the business are still breaking barriers now. You got Nyla Rose in AEW. You have uh, Portia Del Monaco or Del Marico. Uh, she's the uh, transgender manager over in NWA. Uh, or the, sorry, the drag queen manager over in NWA. You have Giselle Shaw. You have Jay Vidal. You have so many barriers being broken from the LGBTQ plus, 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 plus community. There's a lot of pluses in there. So I there's hope a, I got all of them it's, right. There's a lot to that. Yeah. There is, there is quite a bit, eh? I just, I wish it could, I wish it could just, I mean, it was so much easier when it was just, and I'm not saying anything bad here. <laughs> it was just LGTBQ. It was easy. It rolled off the tongue. It was very simple. Now you got to make sure every plus gets recognized as they should, but it's just a lot. It's just it, that whole community, <laughs> that wonderful community, that colorful, vibrant community. It's all in there and barriers are being broken down. Even though you, as you mentioned, this society is still sensitive now, but very much more open-minded than it was, say, even five years ago. The fact that we still have to address certain situations, it's difficult. And it must be difficult even for yourself, knowing that um, when you walk into a locker room, when you're healthy, when your knee is ready, when you walk into a locker room, there may be someone in that locker room 
who's not accepting of Alice and what Alice brings to the table. And I mean, even though that's in your mind, and I know you got you got strong shoulders, you can take that. It's got to be something that at some points it must give a little bit of anxiety. Every time you walk into a locker room, you don't know. Oh, a one hundred percent. Yeah, um, and and that is actually uh, reality. You know, I. <laughs> Sorry, I have a cat that's uh, playing with a little doorstop. Um, no, that's entirely a reality. You know, um, when I do walk into a locker room, uh, everybody wants to feel accepted and, and feel like they're at home. Uh, but uh, that's not always the case. And so for me, um, all I can do is is keep doing what I do, because I know the more people, the more queer wrestlers that are out in the ring, um, the more accepting the the wrestling community will be and the locker room will be. So listen, it, it's in my mind and it's super scary and don't get me wrong. Um, it's, it's always there. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, I'm not going to let anything stop me. Um, I am here to, to entertain, to be who I am. And if someone's got a problem with that, then that's their problem, not mine. I like that. That that's the simplest way to deal with it. If you've got an issue, it's your issue. It doesn't have to be my issue. And yep. don't bring it to my attention. That's fine. If you don't want to be in that locker room, there's the door. You don't have to be in that locker room. But the fact is, is is wrestling as as much as it was very exclusive. Now it's becoming slowly, still getting there, becoming very inclusive. And I, I hope to see other areas of sports entertainment take more of a vibrant stance on that. Like I, I love to see a personality that's one day a GM of one of the shows. I'd like to see a personality that's uh, maybe directing or writing or one of the head writers of the show or producers, bookers, if you will. There's options for everyone in wrestling where it could really become something special given the right opportunity. Now, Alice Starr, as great as she is and as vibrant as she is, everyone's got enemies. Everyone's got that, that fight forever feel to you. When it comes to, I guess, the battle arts roster, because that's one of the rosters you know so well. Is there anyone on that roster that, you know, would you say is your Joker to your Batman, eh. you know, uh, your, your Wolverine to your, your saber tooth. Like, you know, is there anybody there that you sit there and go, man, that's, that's someone who just, they get under my skin and no matter how many times I whoop them, they keep coming back for more. You know what? I've got a lot of frenemies. Okay. I like that frenemies. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got a long history with uh, James Runyon, uh, an OG uh, battle arts champ. Um, listen, he uh, interrupted my drag heels performance and came down and actually um, stopped the show. Um, and it led to a fight there in Buddies and Bad Times Theater in Toronto. Um, and I, I came out on top and that's great. But uh, he's kind of someone that's kind of followed me around and, and has a problem with what I do. Um, and sometimes he's been there for me as, as, a, as, a, as a coach, as a uh I wouldn't say moral compass. I would say he has been, um, you know, a, a, a respected leader sometimes. Mm. Um, but uh, but that's someone I've always got kind of a, a, a third eye on, just making sure. Um, another person is, is sexy Stan Smith. Um, now, him and I have been great friends, and we've gone to, to war um, to see who's the sexiest, basically. Um, but, uh, he's another person that I, I really respect, but at the same time, um, you know, he's, he's shown a history of, of changing. And, uh, right now I, I don't know what he's up to, but I, I think I saw that he's, uh, uh, aligning with some people that, uh, I, I probably wouldn't respect. Mm, yes, you're right. You're talking, I guess you're talking about the, the fine gentleman, maybe finds the wrong word. I'm not sure. The gentleman of dynasty, 
They're building a legacy. Great. They're building a legacy and or building a legacy, leaving a dynasty. That's right. They uh, well, they've uh, they've got their own they've got their own brand of justice, if you will, their own brand of business. But you know what? If anybody could could show a crack in the dynasty armor, Alex Star might be able to do that. Yeah, hey, I, I like so. that, and I, I agree. That. I like that. I think uh, I think maybe in December. See, the the booking mind is turning. I think maybe in December, if you're ring ready, I think Alistar runs the gauntlet of every member of Dynasty. From Jackson Roy to Sway Archer to Mikey Truth to Stan Smith. Listen, I know all of them personally, and uh, they're all tough. But uh, I don't know if they can uh, the handle the kind of wave that I've got behind me. Um, and the support is insurmountable. Um, and honestly, I think the, 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 the movement that we are creating in wrestling right now, not just queer wrestlers, but, uh, people who believe in the same types of thing that I do, um, morals, they have ethics. Um, these guys don't. So, um, I think, uh, at the end of the day, I always believe that good trumps evil. I believe that too. I mean, you know, I'm one of those people that I do enjoy a good bad guy. But I, I'll turn the movie off before the bad guy dies because sometimes I don't want to see the bad guy die. You know what I mean? I want to see the bad guy thrive for another day. But I always do like to see when, you know, the hero vanquishes the enemy, when when the dragon is slain, if you will. So let's talk about let's talk about drag heels. Awesome opportunity. Fantastic. You know, like you said, available on so many streaming services from Apple Plus to uh, Amazon Prime to all over the place. Crave as well. I believe it's on Crave as well. Um so the fact is, Drag Heels, man, such a great opportunity. How did all that come about for you? Yeah, no, um, I, I, I uh, w- the, um, sorry, um, the producers of Drag Heels actually reached out to me. Um, they knew who I was. They saw what I do. Um, and they thought that I had a story to tell. Um, and at the time, I didn't know if I did. Um, I kind of thought... You know, I don't I don't know if I've had it as hard as some other people and I don't know if I want to take up that space. Um, And when I got to the show and I started to actually um, develop this this um, one person um, performance um, and it was all coming from the heart, all Tracy Aaron Smith's um, teachings. uh, That's the host and the creator of the show. I slowly realized that I, I do have value and um, and it's been an incredible opportunity. And um, I, I, I can't believe that I was able to use this and and develop myself, but also help other people at the same time. It's pretty amazing when you can share your story and um, it can touch a life or change a life in an instant. And mm-hmm. it's not something that you set out to do. You're just you're speaking your truth. Yeah. And um, when your truth is spoken, but then your truth gives somebody that right to seek out their own truth. That's the coolest part about it, I think, is as as human beings to gain that not so much book knowledge, but to gain that world knowledge, if that makes sense, yeah. of, of, of kind of peeling back those layers. To be cliche, peeling the onion like Shrek. You know, we all have layers, right? <laughs> so just to, 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 to be able to share your truth and to have it change a life or or possibly touch lives you never would have thought of like think about it you could be 20 years from now somewhere buying a cup of coffee and a stranger could come up to you and say hey i know you you know i watched you on drag heels you know a decade ago and it's because of you i'm still here today and it's like it's not it's not something you want it's not the responsibility that anybody should have but the fact is is that you may not know it 
but you've definitely touched a life or two. And and that's and that's just a simple fact. There's a little boy or a little girl out there that's gonna watch drag heels one day and be like, you know what? I could do that. I could mm-hmm. I could change the way people see me just being who I am. It, 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 do you ever think about that? Do you ever think about how the fact that the smallest instance, one sentence of what you said in drag heels, one part of your performance may have changed the life, a fork of the road moment. And that's a moment that you might have created. Yeah. You know what? Um, before the show, I, I dealt with imposter syndrome a lot and having to deal with not feeling like I'm worth um, really anything. Um, but through the process, I was able to really understand that I am someone special. You are someone special. Everybody is someone special. And I'm super proud of what everybody in the, all the cast members um, were able to produce some amazing shows and really change lives. Um, I didn't know that going in. I just thought this is going to be a fun opportunity. And, you know, I, I always say, take what you do seriously, but not yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I just went in thinking, I'm going to have some fun. Why not? Um, and then as the shooting went on, I, I started to realize, oh, this is a great opportunity to change myself for the better. And you can almost see that on film, all of us really starting to open up and realize that this is an avenue. And again, we don't, it's not necessarily a responsibility, um, but it's something that we all welcomed the opportunity to actually speak our truth and change lives. Absolutely. You know what? The One of the, the, the funniest things is, is, is I'm not even going to say it's a guilty pleasure. One of my favorite movies is Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. <laughs> okay. I don't think that movie gets enough credit that it should. I mean, you've got Patrick Swayze, Wesley Snipes, arguably two of the toughest guys of their time, two of the man's mans in a situation where they had to be in drag and done hilariously right but gave validation to that community of look at this. Now we're on a, a full stage. And then you also had Robin Williams in the birdcage with uh, uh, Leslie, or I can't remember his name, but that Nathan other guy. Lane, I think son, is in Nathan, that one. Nathan Lane, yeah. Thank you very much. I was going to say Leslie Nielsen for a second. I was gonna be like, what a horrible human <laughs> being I am. No, but I mean, Nathan Lane birdcage. Those were two very iconic films for the time, especially in an era where films like that weren't the norm. You know what I mean? And we, we changed the landscape with that. What are your thoughts on, on those? Like that we're talking groundbreaking films that in their own rights are very special, but iconic. Like I said, Tu Wong Fu is one of those movies. Like a lot of people watch Singing in the Rain when they're sick. A lot of people watch, you know, Star Wars when they're sick. Nah, man, when I'm sick, Tu Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. It may, I can literally turn it on and not have to worry about nothing. Just, just enjoy. That's it. Hey, that's cool. You know what? Drag's been around forever. Um, you know, people think it's this new thing, this new phenomenon, people are being woke. Um, but listen, you know, they all watch Bugs Bunny, Bunny cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously it didn't start with Bugs Bunny, but, um, everybody loves Robin Williams in Mrs. Doubtfire, mm-hmm. um, and <laughs> Birdcage, you know, there, there's so many different movies where, uh, queer people are represented. Um, and listen, like Shakespeare, um, you know, those were men in drag as the females characters females weren't in his plays you know this is not new shit sorry can i swear absolutely Fuck okay yeah. this isn't absolutely. new shit yeah this isn't um this is this has been around since the dawn of time and uh for people to be up in arms today just shows you that um it's really just a a grumpy culture everybody's a little grumpy and they need to get over it because this is not new stuff this is not 
Um, and people need to understand that, you know, everybody has the right to exist and to live the life the, the, the way they want to within reason, obviously, if it doesn't affect someone else's, um, which drag does not. Don't go to a drag show then, you know, just don't go to a drag show. Yeah. We're and not villains. There's nothing wrong with that. No, they're not. If you don't, if it's not your cup of tea, it's not your cup of tea. No, I've never been to one, but I will say. We got to get have, you to one. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> absolutely. I will enjoy the hell out of it. But I have seen a lot of, like I said, stuff on TV, documentaries, movies. Who do you, th I mean, being in the drag community, there's a lot of communities that would say that they are the number one. Mm. I mean, Toronto's got a healthy community. Miami's got a great community. Vegas yeah. has a community. I mean, there's probably more that I'm unaware of, but those are the three that stick into my mind. But yeah. Alice, who's got the who's got the best drag shows, man? Who's got it? Listen, I can I can uh, confidently say I'm the best uh, drag queen pro wrestler in Canada. Okay, um, being the first and only. So um, you got. But that. Uh, there are incredible drag queen drag queens all around the world. If we're talking Toronto, we got Katinka Couture. Uh, Priyanka won the first uh, drag race um and is is a international superstar um if we're talking all time there's some people like bianca del rio is absolutely incredible another drag race race winner um but uh but at the end of the day i think everybody brings a little something special um and it's like wrestling right um, some people love lucha some people love shoot style wrestling um and and hard style and some people love uh classic or or whatever it may be um drags the same thing and there are so many incredible performers all around the world um i can pick my favorites but to pick the best um i think we need a, a mass vote on that one i don't know what it would be i'd be interested to see what people say actually i would be you know what guys when this drops ladies and gentlemen <laughs> fans of the podcast if you know or if you want to throw your hat in the ring of who's got the best community comment on the video let us know your thoughts and we'll definitely do some we'll definitely do some research on that because i'm interested to know too because you know what i will say this toronto's pride parade toronto's pride parade is all kinds of fire man it's a lot of fun and toronto i mean don't get me wrong i know everybody has a great pride parade i know they do but I've only ever been to Toronto's Toronto. got it, man. Toronto's yeah. Toronto is, is yeah, it's, it's one of the best, if not the best in the entire world. And that just goes to show you how great of a city it is um, and how great of the people in it are. Absolutely. 150%. And even the sports teams are on board with all that kind of stuff. Everybody shows their pride for that. It used to be a, it used to be a day that it became a week. Now it's a whole freaking month in Toronto. <laughs> Actually, you know what? It's 365 in, in the T-Dot, man, in the six. Everybody's got their pride, pride flags going, and it's who we are as a people. And you know what? I, I, My wife and I are big believers in teaching our kids about exclusivity. And that's why Cassie, when she came to us before we recorded, she's like, should I ask about Giselle Shaw? I'm like, absolutely. Everyone has a right to speak their piece, and everyone has a right to state their opinion. And someone may not like it, and that's fine. Listen, I myself have gone through those challenges. Every time I put my hat on or I'm wearing my chain, which is who I am, people are like, oh, he looks like a, a fatter version of Bubba Ray. Hold on a second. Bubba Ray and I are pretty much the same size. So I don't know if I can fatter, <laughs> but I've had I've been insulted. I've been, you know, I stumble on my words. I forget things. People are just, oh, well, if I'm not your cup of tea as a wrestling podcaster, that's cool. There's 80,000 other ones out there. Pick one. I'm sure you'll find one you like. But as for me, I've built my brand and I'm happy for what Straight Talk Wrestling represents, which is inclusivity, not exclusivity. We're all about inclusive here. We don't care what your background is, where you came from. If you like wrestling, if you like chopping it up with us and having these honest, real conversations, 
because that's what they are. A lot of people are like every interviews and conversations say no, because if you notice, I never take my eyes off of you. I never look down on my phone and go, what's my next yeah. 14 questions? I know my research. I do it ahead of time. And I focus on the subject because that's where my attention should be. It shouldn't be everywhere else. And I shouldn't be thinking about balancing my checkbook or wondering if my clothes are done in the dryer. I should be focusing on who I'm focusing on. Now, my next question is, we talked about fatherhood, not to get too personal. I am a dad. You are a dad. How yeah. is the life of being a dad for you? Freaking crazy, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, um, it's an interesting thing because... Um, it poses a lot of questions in, in people's minds. They go, you're a drag queen pro wrestler and you're a dad and go, well, it doesn't matter what, uh, you know, my, my sexual preferences are or, or gender is or sex. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, I am a, a father and, um, it's been an absolutely incredible experience. Um, and it, um, you know, my, my, my partner was pregnant during the time of filming at a drag heels and you can see that on the show. She's, she's nine months pregnant and, um, it really put it into perspective, um, when I'm on that stage and I, and I put it into my story about how fucking scared I was about becoming a father. Um, you know, how do I deal, um, with raising a child if I haven't dealt with the things that are still, eating at me and, and that I haven't confronted. And it was an incredible process to actually figure that out in real time and in front of cameras for people to see. And hopefully that's, that, that's cause for inspiration. But um, at the end of the day, um, I, I do whatever I need to do for, for my son. And the reason why I continue doing what I do is for people like him. So he can grow up knowing that he can be and do whatever he wants. And that's why I will never stop what I'm doing. I am here to show that if you have a dream, it is achievable. It doesn't matter. It's achievable. Mm -hmm. I, I, I could have said it better myself. You know what? I look at who I was five years ago and I look at who I am now. Uh, and I, my one daughter, the mini host, you met her. She's 13. Oh my God. I have a teenager. It's scary. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. The reason why I wear hats is not a fascist statement. It's to cover this. Like, look at it. Ugh, let's go. Woo. I don't like it. I'm going bald. I used to have lush, flourishing hair. And now it's just, it's fitted away. I look at your hairline and I'm like, oh, I'm jealous. I look at mine. And I'm like, oh, my forehead is huge. But anyway, I have a teenager and I have a sweet, sweet, sassy seven-year-old daughter. I'm a girl dad, proud girl dad of two wonderful ladies. And um, you know what? We've been teaching them from day one. It doesn't matter who you are on the outside. Because the way I the way I teach both of them is we all bleed red. Yeah. Once we're cut open, we're all bleeding the same color. So religion, creed, sex, none of the above. Just be a good person. Don't be a shithead. And it's okay to be a shithead when it calls for it, but not all the time. You could be an asshole when you're 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 in a situation where you have to be. Yeah. But don't go looking for those situations. Oh, totally. Yeah, no. And that's something I'm going to teach him for sure is, is listen, you need to have a backbone uh, because the world can be cruel. Um, that doesn't mean you have to be, but you have to be able to stand up for yourself. Um, and, and whatever that means, I'm not saying physically, but you have to be smart and you have to be kind and, and all these different things. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, protect who you love and the things that that you cherish and value um because those are things that um define who you are in a lot of ways absolutely i think your integrity uh, as a human being speaks for who you are and like i said looking at myself 
five years ago before I, I, I was not okay. And I speak on this all the time. Mental health is a real thing. I was not okay. I was in dark places. I was angry. I was frustrated. And I was taking it out on the three most precious things in the world to me, which is my children and my wife, not physically, but with my words, I was very, 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 very hateful with my words and the stuff that I would say, if I wasn't okay with who I was, I didn't look at myself. I backlashed everybody around me. And then I went to therapy and I broke it down and I learned that my anxiety, my anxieties manifested themselves in anger. That's how my anxiety came out. And a lot of people are like, Oh, when your anxiety, you just shut down. No, no. Anxiety can manifest, manifest itself in a thousand different ways. Mine just came out angry. Everyone thought I was angry. Now I'm a teddy bear. The only person I fight with now is my dog because she's so annoying. <laughs> Like I, 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 my dog and I are frenemies. Like you and James Runyon, my dog and I will fight forever. We will fight forever. We, we respect one another, but when it comes, if we're alone, yeah, it's <laughs> not a good thing. We, uh, she'll stay in the kitchen. I'll stay in the TV room and she'll walk by, she'll growl and I'll walk by and I'll, I'll just brush her off. But yeah, I know that if I ever leave my foot hanging off the side of the bed, I might be missing a toe the next morning. It's true. It could happen. She's dangerous. I mean, she's only eight pounds. She's a little Maltese poodle, pain in the ass. She's a pain in the ass dog. She's a demon. She just a massive, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever dog. Yeah, yeah I, I could have. Yeah, no, she's she's got the heart of a Rottweiler and the size of a Rottweiler's crap. That's that's how big <laughs> she is. But you know what? You're right. You got to have a backbone. You got to, and it's okay not to be okay and to recognize yes. that if you want to reach out for help, it's fine. And you know what? Let me tell you something. It's not a shocker. It's not breaking news. All new dads are scared shitless. I look at it this way. Women become mothers the minute they find out they're pregnant. A father becomes a father the minute they hold their child for the first time. That's how I looked at it because the minute I held my daughters, nothing else mattered but my family. Yeah, And that's all that I care about and all that I fight for every single day. The minute I held those girls in my arms, nothing else mattered. And I'm sure it was the same feeling for you. You're scared, but the minute you hold that baby, you're like, wow, this, this, is, this is life. Yep. And this is the coolest fucking thing I'll ever do. I can make a billion dollars. I could become the most famous pro wrestling drag queen, or I could be this little person's hero. And yeah. that, that is everything. That That's is priceless, man. That is priceless. And uh, I completely agree with everything you say. Yeah, it it is it is what drives me 100% um, is my family and being able to, to, make a change in, in their life, um, and, and be inspirational to them. Everything else is, 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 is gravy, man. That's awesome. Um, and that's what I'm setting out to do. But if my son's proud of me and, and if I'm his hero or one of them, at least, um, I can die a happy man. A hundred percent. You will be his hero. Everyone's father should be their hero unless their father is a person who should not be a father. And that's the way I say that because there are some fathers and mothers <clears throat> that should not be parents. And we'll just leave it at that. 150 percent but i gotta ask this now i mean you've got style you've got flair i'm sure your partner has style and flair do you do you guys give each other makeup tips <laughs> you know what's so funny we actually had a night one time where um she did my makeup and i did hers um oh, okay. <laughs> and so she doesn't wear a lot of makeup and so my uh my face was done pretty quickly uh but hers uh, i took a, a while with it and gave her the full drag mug nice. and uh she was loving it uh she was absolutely enamored with <laughs> what i did it wasn't the best job in the world i will say that but uh those photos will will live and die with us i'll say that <laughs> they'll be they'll be kept close close circle yeah 
Okay, yeah. right. Well, that's amazing. Now, um, when it comes to, uh, you know, being a pro wrestler drag queen and your partner and your family, uh, obviously for privacy, you want to keep them close. But have they ever have like when your son's old enough, will you bring him to a show? Absolutely. Yeah. I'd love to, for him to see what I do uh, firsthand and actually be there. Um, and, and just overall, I mean, if he digs wrestling, that's dope. Um, and, and I, I'm totally there for it. If he doesn't, I get it. Totally cool. You be you. Um, but um, to, to see, to have him there and see me wrestle, I don't know uh, what kind of mess I'll be. Uh, it'll probably make me uh, break down a little bit um, looking out there and seeing his face. But then again, it's also motivation to get the job done and show him that anything's possible. Absolutely. So, uh, I mean, again, the goal for the end of this year is to get your knee healthy, to get back in the ring. So let's look forward to 2024. You're in the ring, you're returning, you know, you're accepting bookings again. What's a goal that Alice, you and Alice combined together as one human being, what's the goal that this amazing entity wants to achieve in 2024? Back in the ring, 2023, that's the goal. But what's the goal beyond that? Have you thought ahead? Have you thought about what the next steps for you are? Yeah, I want to hit the road. I want to go everywhere I can. Um, and to me, you know, I, I think a lot of people will say, I want to be X champion or I want to win this championship. Belts are belts. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care because you lose belts. Belts aren't forever. Um, and what I like to say is that, you know, belts aren't forever, but um, legacies are. And so for me, I want to hit every single city I can because as we talked about, if I'm able to change one person, then it's worth it. And so if I'm hitting every single town I can, then that's more reach um, and more people that I can help. Um, and if, if I can do that with what I'm, what I'm trying to uh, with, with what I'm displaying out there and being a Canada's first and only drag queen pro wrestler, which by the way, I hope is not my moniker forever. I hope it's just Canada's first drag queen pro wrestler. Um, then, then that's exactly what I want to do. I want to be healthy and get out there and be in front of everybody I can, because that's more, more people that I can, and hopefully um, uh, influence and, and change their life. Absolutely. And I think, I think that those are, you set yourself for very realistic, obtainable goals. And I know just knowing who you are now and knowing how driven you are, seeing you out there larger than life and seeing you now as this humble individual, it's uh, it's humbling for myself to know who you are behind everything. Cause Alice is great, but it's always nice to know the other side of the coin, right? Like, yeah. you know, two, everybody looks at two face, like a scary villain. Two face is real, man. He just wore both faces all at the same time. That's the difference, right? So yeah. obtainable goals like that. Have you ever thought about getting your own belt made and going to all these amazing drag communities and challenging like the drag, like that the hottest drag in the area? Just be like, all right, you're number one out here. You got the moniker. The drag strap is on the line, baby. You know what's funny, man, is um, not particularly, but uh, I have toyed with the idea of being like, what if I like, you know, a popular drag queen comes into town and I challenge them to like an arm wrestling contest or something. I love it. Um, and uh, I mean, at, at the end of the day, um, I think that would be tons of fun. Um, and if it's entertaining and people are digging it, that's an idea I'd pursue for sure. Absolutely. I think, I think it would be, even if you know, not even if they come to town, you just go to their town and you'd be like, yeah. Hey man, what's going on? It's Alistar. I'm here. I'm here in Miami. What's up, Tennessee? That's right. What's going on, Tennessee? I hear you got I hear you got this wonderful person. Well, let's bring him on down. Let's you and I have a pie eating contest, man. I'm gonna turn my hat backwards. Oh snap. We're gonna oh yeah. 
Come on. You got to go all out with it, though. You got to do like all the rent, like whatever city you go to, you have to do the thing that's synonymous with that city. Like you can't, you can't oh, just, I like you know it. What, you know what I'm saying? Like you gotta, like if you're out in, I don't know, if you're out in Kentucky, you're going to want to have that chicken. You're going to want to have a fry, a fried chicken eating contest, right? If you're in New York, you're going to want to see who can polish off a whole pizza. Like these are things that you have, like you got to go out, you got to go extra with it. You got to go over the top. Sensationalism is the best way to do it. And I guarantee you, that's a show that people would tune into. The amazing, hey, think amazing drag race challenge. I think drag and extra uh, kind of go hand in hand. So I think uh, I think that's a good idea, George. It's look at that. We built a show. Crave Netflix. Get at us, man. We got to hit here. That's it. We got to buy it. We got to hit here. So when it comes down to um, when Alice Star reintroduces herself to the wrestling world, uh, I I'm thinking new gear. I'm thinking new looks. I'm thinking the whole nine yards done up to the tens. What is, because uh, usually you're pink and blue, you're pink yeah. and blue, those are your colors. Are we still going to go pink and blue? Or are we planning to alter and change Alice in any way? I am all about eras. And right now I'm in my arrival era. I am here and people are still trying to understand what I do. And that's why I call it arrival era, because this is me hitting the scene um, and, and really expanding my reach. Listen, the pink and blue is is uh, near and dear to me um, because uh, I just like the colors. <laughs> um, but in all honesty, um, Alice Star is meant to evolve. I'm evolving as a person all the time. Um, and I've always been a creative person. I've always been in bands, traveled. I toured North America in a rock and roll band. Um, I had my own TV show. I've always been creative. Um, and so to, to remain the same, it would not be true to me and would be not, it wouldn't be true to Alistar. So, uh, definitely expect Alistar to evolve every single time that, that you see this persona in front of you, because, um, it, when you remain the same, um, not only what you're presenting and, and the show is stale, um, I think as a creative person, um, it can really affect your mental health. And, and for me, being able to exercise um, new gear and, like you said, new uh, aspects of myself, um, that's just going to that's going to sell to people. I think the transparency of what I'm doing is, is always going to sell. Um, and not that I do what I do for money, but uh, I'll take it. Of course, you wouldn't. <laughs> Who wouldn't? You know, it's funny. You mentioned earlier, and I wanted to touch on this before, but then we got sidetracked to so many other fascinating topics. Uh, imposter syndrome. Right. I myself uh, have suffered through that because, you know, I get I get compliments here and there and sometimes and I'm taken back when I get them or people like comment on the videos and are like, man, this is a sick job. Love the conversation. It's like, huh. I, I, I'm flattered, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know if I could be mixed up. And then when I see sometimes I see the numbers and I'm up higher in the podcast charts than I ever thought I could be. It's like, wh why is it working now? six years it didn't always work there were peaks and valleys levels but why is it working now so sometimes it takes you know what behind every man behind every every individual there is an even better individual and i credit my wife for that because my wife always tells me to shut up and keep doing what i'm doing because whatever i'm doing is working so thanks thanks to her She's six smart. years later straight talk is still floating around and we're still doing our thing so it's better for it man yeah and I appreciate that. And I, like I said, out of all the podcasts in Ontario, all the podcasts in Canada, you know, you hit me up and I'm honored for that because, you know, that that shows that that shows that I'm reaching those levels and people know that I'm a stand up person 
and I can have these great conversations. One more question. It's an important question, and then we're going to shout out your socials. When it comes down to it, given the opportunity and the right storyline, if you could, in either of the big promotions, either of them or any of them, NWA, Impact, any of them, if you could run a promotion with any member of that roster, if it was booked right and done right, and it was going to be the ultimate, ultimate storytelling experience for wrestling fans, who would you like to run a program with in any of the top tier promotions, given the opportunity? Incredible question. Incredibly difficult to answer. Um, it's it's hard not to say Roman Reigns because he is just so incredible at what he does. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, I think... I think what Cody Rhodes is doing today is nothing short of, uh, of, of a masterpiece. He is exactly what I want to be. He is someone that's living his life in front of everybody else. Like the stories that are being told are from the heart and these are truthful stories. Um, and that's exactly what I want to bring to wrestling. Um, so to have a program with him would be just mind blowing. Um, but if we're talking belts, um, believe it or not, it's, it's the NWA heavyweight championship that's it's right here. And I think um, if I was able to capture that one day um, and, and be in the list of those incredible um, wrestlers who, who have held that, um, I, I don't even, I have no words for that, man. Um, and that's definitely a goal. I would absolutely love to do that. And that's, that is, that's something that I want to do. I, I want to be NWA heavyweight championship champion you know, what? you know what i believe that is 150 percent obtainable and i think that's a great way to end this conversation we're going to shoot for the scars we put it out in the universe one day alice star will be your reigning defending nwa world champion 150 percent. before you go my friend shout out your socials where everyone can keep up on the journey that is alice stars we get closer that november slash december return date to the ring you can follow me at official Alice star. Um, and please check it out because I'm posting all my, my latest content and, uh, and you will find out firsthand when I will be returning to the ring and everything else that I'm doing, because wrestling's not my only goal, but it's the one that I've got right now. And uh, I can't wait to be back in the ring. And uh, that's where you're going to find out when I'll be back. Absolutely. So guys, stay tuned to that one. And don't forget, you know, if you can't find Al Star with every reason, check out Straight Talk Socials. Links in below. We follow each other. Al and I go way back. We go way back to, uh, well, we go way back to that Battle Royale. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know when that was at this point. Yeah, yeah that was definitely pre-pandemic. I can tell you that much. It was very much so pre-pandemic. And then pandemic stopped everything. And thank God we're out of that. Well, we're not really out of it, but we just don't talk about it anymore. Yeah, you know, the pandemic is like Bruno. We don't talk about it. It just kind of disappears, <laughs> right? Yeah. All right, guys, that's it for this one. Peace, love, and wrestling. We'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace Not in my lead, you out of place I'm not at the top, I'm out of space Can't eat with us, we're out of place I'm doing fine, I'm feeling great You're not my fan, you can't relate Straight talk going, state to state